What's going on, good people? Good morning, good morning. This is Wednesday, hump day, after a big, 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 big game last night. Um, Kevin Durant, just like if people remember, you know, regular season <clears throat> games where he's went crazy, People remember the finals games where he went crazy on LeBron when he played for the Warriors, the games where for the Thunder, you know, where he's came up big, but nothing can compare to what I witnessed last night. And then on a the playback, because I was, you know, obligations with uh, with the, the good old annual kickball league. I want to throw that out there. That was fun to get that back cranking again. But to to, to watch the playback of this game. And the, and the Kester, you know, saying the second half of it live. What was? I, I'm jumping right into this game. I'm jumping right into it, man. I'm I, this 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 is the highlight of the episode. Is to talk about Kevin Durant, but also to talk about Milwaukee Bucks being the team that's up twenty, the head coaches that is allowing James Harden to jog up and down the court. We're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about how James Harden and, and Steve Nash came up with this plan that he's going to be this geriatric point guard. And it's going to work. Okay? Let's that's, 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 that's start off with that. Let's start off with the fact that James Harden, okay? James Harden played 45 minutes. Okay? He played 45 minutes. He got five points, six rebounds, and eight assists. He went one from 10 from the field and 0 for 8 from three. No lift on his shot. He couldn't get to the rim. He only could make free throws. But James Harden was a plus. He was a plus four. He was a comfortable blanket. For Kevin Durant, he was a what you would call somebody that could be a relief, a, a big breath of fresh air, or to say, if we're gonna go down, then I want you to come in, come in there, and can go down with me. But I think it gave Kevin Durant some bit of. I guess you can say, like, he's the only one that can get me the passes that I need for eight assists to 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 get things going. Because if you played a Tyler Johnson or if you played a Mike James for those minutes to try to get something out of that, you might not get some of the passes that James Harden did in this game. That highlights as good for a player that was compromised, and that for really couldn't do nothing but pass the basketball. Um, one of his better passes, like I said, that, that I said other people like a Tyler Johnson or somebody like it that couldn't make was like the one in the third quarter. He was at the top of the key and Durant was in the paint. He had position, but, you know, a lot of players has position. They're trying to get it, whatever. James Harden knew if I skip his in there fast, this is two points. Plays like that, you know what I'm saying, makes that. You know, being able to come down the court, I guess, force 
a double team so he could get the ball to Durant a lot of the times was happening too. They went down 20 points. I mean, the game was supposed to have been over. Because now I'm going to shift it to talk about Budenhoser and why he is inept to just, you know, people talking about Spurs and Popovich and how he has the similarities and Budenhoser is a good coach and all that good stuff. I'm not wholeheartedly disagreeing on that. No. My ordeal is if you at least in the in the in the <laughs> if you are a head coach and you're watching something transpire, like a James Harden playing forty five minutes and you got Pat Connaughton playing thirty one, you got Holiday thirty three, um, who else? Forbes with thirteen. And none of them with the motivation to to try to attack James Harden. To take him to the rim, to go by him. I've seen Connington do it once. I guess he figured, you know, I'm not no scorer. I can't really get up a bunch of shots. I gotta, you know, just get what I can get. But there was only one rim run that I really seen from two different players at James Harden. James Harden couldn't d up like he couldn't d up a squirrel last night. And here I got to look at here in the second half, in the fourth quarter, Giannis on top of the Tuco. Sorry, Giannis and the Tukupo. I should have said his last name wrong for, for, for this and the drop pass. But the fact that you do a fadeaway jumper on a hurt 20% James Harden, a fadeaway jumper, a person that said you ain't got no skill, uh, a person that was like coming at you for winning MVPs and he wasn't, you decided that you were going to do a fadeaway jumper to try to, you know, show him up to be like, yeah, I got skill. But they don't take skill to just turn around and just score on him and give him a mean mug. I think people would have been happier with that because that's what you do. Because you did it on the one player to cause the offensive charge and gave up a possession. A lot of those rim runs look horrible. The one with the foul, the block of foul, and the luckily winning on the bank shot, horrible. The rim run where he he came down there and got a bucket after Durant hit the jumper, horrible. Durant had one job, and he did three. Hear me out now. Durant had one job, and he did three. Let's talk about those three jobs. The one job he had was to go out there and score. He went out there, and he scored. He scored the basketball. Second job was to go out there and facilitate. He did that. Third job was to defend. He did that. So at all three phases, Kevin Durant took over the whole basketball game with a little bit of help of James Harden and a guy named Jeff Green, who does not really show up a whole bunch of times. Like I said, a person that, you know, who may show up 
in the regular season with big games, I don't really remember. I remember big plays, like a poster dunk. I remember a big three. But Jeff Green, man, if he don't hit the five threes that he hit, I mean the seven threes that he hit, excuse me, the seven, the one big one coming down whenever Shaman was driving to the basket and kicked it to him, big shot. You know, the one before that was a big one. Just keep your ass in the corner because you 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 available to hit that, and don't and you know what I'm saying you need that because if you don't have that you you, you know what I'm saying you lose the game. Twenty seven points that is beautiful for that guy. Another thing I want to talk about is that Greek freaks free throws. Um, the more you split your free throws, the more you you, you realize that you that you're taking your team out the game. You got to make both of them, man. You got to make both free throws. It really makes a difference in the game. You got to look at that. And uh, Joe Harris, still an absent man throughout this throughout this uh, uh, playoffs, who was supposed to be big for this team and has not been that type of guy. And here you got James Harden out there who, who you know, that, that just goes to show you how good he is. That just goes to show you that. Joe Harris, five points, 37 minutes. James Harden, 45 minutes, five points. Joe Harris, your hamstring ain't hurt. You can shoot. I know you can get to the rim. Um, I think a 20% James Harden, I think you can do a little bit better than that. Now, the assist part, no, but where, where, where are you at, bro? Where are you at? Blake Griffin, big shots, 17 points, hit three threes. Um, big shots underneath the basket, you know, saying so he does what he does. Blake Griffin has done his job every step of the way. I can't think of a bad game for Blake Griffin. He was a minus four, but I don't see where he steps out of the lines of saying he was real bad. I mean, he might have, you know, said missed a couple assignments. He, uh, um, he had three fouls. I mean, like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't turn the game up like, a, you know what I'm saying? Jeff Green had five fouls. With his with his with his with his twenty seven points, I mean, like what I've seen last night is 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 probably one of the I can't say one of the greatest playoff performances, but it's up there because playoff performances goes different than say final performance. I'm not going to say finals performance. This playoff performance. Has to be top three for what Kevin Durant did. Because in my mind, the ones that I remember really going crazy, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, when he scored the, what, 47-some points, I think it was against the Portland Trailblazers. It was that 47? I think Shaq had like 42 or something like that. They both had like 40. I mean, you just look at some games like that and just like, wow. Um you know, Dame Lillard's performance against the Thunder when he exited him out, that's, you know, that's up there to me. Um, man, I think other ones I would say, you know, Jordan's has some ones that I've seen in 98, you know what I'm saying, just, 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 just being a guy to just, you know what I'm saying, get it done, the Indiana game, you know, there's some finals games. Like I said, you want to mix the finals with the playoffs, you can. But James, what Kevin Durant did last night, it's top three. I can't really think of so many other ones to sit there and be like, well, that's number one. Eh, I have to probably do some more, really some more 
thinking and see what may happen here in the next couple games. But, man, 49, 17, and 10. And he didn't come out the game. Did not come out the game. He played all 48 minutes. 49, 17, 10, three steals, two blocks, and only three turnovers. And he went 16 of 23, 13 of 16 from the free throw line, and four of nine from three. So when you have your Iversons, your Kobe's, and your, you know, you know, the efficiencies there somewhat with Kobe, Jordan, Iverson, not so much. When you look at this 49-17, you're like, man, what did he price out like 43%, you know, saying 43, 44%. No, this man shot 50% over 50. He shot 69% from the field. He shot 81% from the free throw line and 44% from the three-point line. That is what I wanted and what I said last episode. You want Kevin Durant to take a team that with injuries, whatever storyline you may have it, even if they didn't was able to get the top players or they, they had injuries here and or whatever. Kevin Durant took his team, put it on his back, and did something that I was wanting to see after Kyrie went down. And he did exactly that. And you cannot knock it. How dare you? You can't knock it. Kevin Durant. I mean, I lost my mind, man. God rest and soul, my cousin Dominique Clark, Dominique Bush, uh, Terrell. There's a lot of names called that guy. LaFleur, big time Kevin Durant fan. Love Kevin Durant. Played him on video games, watched every game. He would have went crazy last night. I'm pretty sure he did up there in the sky. For all for all intents and purposes, you know, my brother Notorious Gooch, he always says that Kevin Durant, when he goes crazy, that my cousin has a controller in the sky, and he's controlling that man. He went nuts. God, he went crazy. Kevin Durant. Every shot, and he... And, you know, one different thing with his attitude, his demeanor, his facial expressions was all locked in, all zoned in. It was nothing shaky. There was nothing like, you know, I mean, like when he, when, whenever um, Greek Freak dropped that ball and they turned the ball over and how he grabbed the ball and was just like, yes, like he knew, he knew this is what I needed to do. This is what I needed to do to go crazy. Because everything to, to to the free throws, when he hit that 1-3 in the, in the third quarter to get everything going, to, to start to come back from that 20-point lead, I mean, the deficit they had, it was his face, man. His face, he was just so locked in, man. I've never seen Kevin Durant's face like that. He was stone cold. He was stone cold Steve Austin, man. He, every shot he made, he, he'd do a little, like a little, like he, it was nothing like nonchalant. He was like, let's go. Like, like his face, his face was screaming that. He just wasn't. And it took to the moment to where Greek Freak fouled him at the end whenever, um, whenever they took time to foul. And he said then wrapped his arms around him. That's when he was just like, get the fuck off me, man. You know what I'm saying? Excuse my French, but it's just like, don't, 
don't 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 try, don't try to foul hard like that. You already hurt Kyrie, and that's what they're thinking. Now, to me, I don't think it was that much of a dirty play, but people, you know, think it was dirty. Bill Simmons thought it was a little bit dirty. I thought, you know, Greek was just, you know, got there late, and and then how he landed is how he landed. You know, I don't think it was any intent towards that, but it could have been. But oh man, booty hoser, man. I think you you getting out coached by a rookie coach. Steve Nash is out coaching you. He he did a dumb move to out coach you. He played James Harden 45 minutes and made it look smart because he's a player that's now coaching. And he knew if that would have been him, his ass would have been out there on the field, on the court with his with his guys trying to give it his all. And him knowing that and knowing James Harden, I think maybe end up making it into a smart decision because Booting Hoser couldn't do nothing to make that work on the defensive end. You couldn't. Uh, you know, try to make him run, you know, force him to drive. I don't know. But on the on the offensive side, you take him to the rim. You make him run. You make that hammy get tight. Something. Y'all let this man grandpa jog through the whole game. Booting hoser, man. I mean, <laughs> booting hoser. We'll take a quick couple-minute break, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to talk about Greek Freak, and then we're going to talk about the big news that just happened that, that is shooken up the whole Western Conference, and we're going to talk about that when I come back. But we're going to give a little bit of section here for talk about Greek Freak and what he's going to have to do for game five and game – I mean, for game six and game seven, or they're going to be out of there. Because this is what, you know, what some people call an elimination game because how can you beat a team to what they just did to you twice after they let James Hart play for 45 minutes and he couldn't even move? For God forbid if, if somebody fresh came in, but who knows if he would have made those types of passes, granted, but damn. You got to have more for your point guard, Drew Holiday, for point guard stuff. He wasn't there on the point guard stuff that probably could have kept a 20-point lead there. I mean, you coming down court just still driving and kicking to try to shoot for threes. And then you miss, 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 and then here comes the Nets. So Booty Hoser got a lot to talk about, um, a lot of explaining to do before he might get fired if they get eliminated. But there's more so to talk about Greek Freak, too, and I'm going to be right back. Give me just a minute. Y'all have to understand that legacies matter, and we're going to talk about that. <sighs> All right, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. So, Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, two-time MVP, two-time, or should I say three-time, above the five seed in the East to where you either one or two, or three, whatever. But he's been floating around one or two. You got Chris Middleton, who you bolstered up to be an all-star, which that happens. You know, LeBron James had Mo Williams to join him. Hell, Mario Chalmers joined him and Dwayne Wade, I think, the one year um, with Bosch. I want to say he was. Um, you got your Kyle Lowry's that makes it with the Rosens. You got, you know what I'm saying, you got your pairings with good seeded teams being who you have on the team. Dirk didn't have that because of the West. You know, it's hard for a second player to make an all-star team like a Jason Terry or Jason Kidd, uh, Mike Finley through the years. You know, it was hard. Mike Sean Marion, 
you know, he's at Tyson Chandler. Those types of players in the West, hard to make an all-star team, but they could have made an all-star team on the East side at that time, but that's what he had. So, I when I look at Giannis and top of the, and, and, and of the Kupo, I look at what he has, and it's like, hey, you know, you got a, a wing guy that can hit threes. He's tall. He can play defense in certain, in certain spots. You got a... Big who could shoot 38% from the three-point line and defend in the paint in Brooke Lopez. You got Drew Holiday as a guard who can defend. He can do certain shooting guard things and defend point guards, but not so much a floor general. That is true. You got guys like Forbes and guys like, uh, you know, Devin Chinzo, which is unfortunately out of the playoffs. But you got these things to where it culminates to what you can possibly do, what Durant did without shooting the threes and all the stuff like that. But it's 34-12 and four, really, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if Durant would have did that, they would have lost. You feel what I'm saying? 34-12 and four would have been a loss for Durant. So where it makes the W come about? The 10 assists. That is what people sit there and say he could do better than what Durant has. In the time saying, like, what you what you want him to be. Y'all want Greek to bring the ball up the floor. Y'all want him initiating the offense. Some people don't, like me. But you want him to be this guy that's going to end up being this ultra playmaker, crashing down the rim, trying to just disrupt everything. And really, he just disrupts, disrupts everything. Even on his own side, offensive fouls, missed free throws, bad shots. He had some threes going for him last night. He got one to go. Um, got two to go, actually. And it's just like, I don't know. You got Connaughton. You got guys that can shoot, spread out and shoot. And it's just like you're not putting them in the spots to do that. And Drew Holiday's not going to do that. And when you got a chance, when you're up 20-some points, you have 20 points on this team. And there's no time of like, hey, let's go ahead and slow it down. Let's get some good shots here, get some good buckets. But y'all sitting there still trying to have a, a back-and-forth shooting game against a team that's getting their ass whooped. And that's why y'all got y'all's ass whooped. So when we talk about legacies and things to, to talk about if it's going to hurt or not, this would have hurt Durant's legacy if they'd have lost this game. Just like it hurt Greek Freak's legacy to lose this game. It's you versus Durant at this point. That was not James Harden out there. Chris Middleton, by all purposes, was a better option, a better player than James Harden last night. But somehow, y'all managed to let that person get a plus. It's unheard of. It's it's just shaky at best to where a person can sit there and let somebody dictate and dominate a game like that. And they was hurt. And you are a star player, the franchise player of the team, ain't in the middle of the game like, man, let me get Durant. Or y'all got to sit there and drive with on James Harden. Y'all can't let that hurt guy go out there and just, just, just jog around and be geriatric. Where are you with your voice 
being the star player, Giannis. Where is you over there sitting there going? Because all day I kept on seeing was a blank stare, looking kind of hurt, looking kind of like, damn, Durant is doing this to me. You know, that's you look demoralized. You look like, man, he's whooping my ass. You know what I'm saying? And we're winning. And the more and more he just kept on whooping your ass, the more and more y'all just end up just bowing down to y'all bow down to where you end up dropping the key pass to at least tie the ball game up. And not to mention, let's talk about the, the shot clock three this, that Kevin Durant made, which was amazing. Best shot of the game. Shot clock going down, double clutch three. Where are you at, Greek? Where are you at? You know? Where? It just makes you think, man. It's like, is this guy really, uh, is he really the guy that we going to be calling, like, the best player in the world? No, never. I would never say that. Is he forever going to be a top ten guy? How long? Is this athleticism going to let him be that? Because there's nothing really skillful there for him to be a top ten guy. Nothing. There's nothing there. I mean, his height not going to go away, but what is it? Because the one little ISO that he did to get that foul for that ball to go off the backboard like that, the way he charged up the drive in the basket, man, was one of the worst things I've ever seen from a superstar. Like LeBron James, T-Mac, Kobe, Kevin Durant, guys like that, even Dominic Wilkins, Dr. J would have made that look so much better. So much better. So much better. I just, I just, I just can't believe that type of, you know, lay down type of attitude. And then for the the announcers, they thought that you know, Greek Freak dropped that that got the ball deflected. No, that was a drop. Yeah, that was a drop, pure drop. Because he just at that moment, just like I said, just felt demoralized, man. Just felt demoralized. Can't wait to Game Six because. They got to come out way better than that. For a guy who played 48 minutes, didn't come out the game, you're going to have to go at Kevin Durant because he may be not feeling all that, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that now he could come out there like a monster again. You never know how the treatment goes and getting yourself back right. But, you know, you know James Harden probably going to try to go at it again. Hopefully he doesn't permanently, you know, do something to that to where he can mess up, you know, the rest of this playoffs in next season. You know, you got you got Kyrie already out, you know, saying, you know, you're going to have to buy your time. But it's going to be an interesting game six and all that good stuff. Um, but I guess you could say in other news, you could talk about what players being out. We can skip to that. Nice little segue to talk about Kawhi Leonard being out this game with a right knee injury. And after that dunk, because Derek Favors and, and the game that he had, you know, I, I, this, this this news is just like, damn, like what happened? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like I said, wearing tears a mug and, 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 and that's how things go in sport. You know, shit, when shit doesn't work, you got to you gotta sit on down. And, you know, he's not going to really try to go out there and, and try to hurt it anymore. You know, be an IT 
uh, be like Kevin Durant or something like that, really hurt yourself. But you, you're putting yourself in danger if you do that. So he's going to be sitting the game out. So it's going to be up to Paul George to try to get a big, you know what I'm saying, to make it 3-2 out of this. You know what I'm saying? If they can get a 3-2 out of this with Paul George and Marcus Morris, the way he's shooting the ball and the way the rest of the team is playing, Reggie Jackson and and, um, um, and, and, and fellas, um, Luke Kennard um, as well. But I think I think Luke Kennard, ain't Luke Kennard going to be um, – Maybe out as well, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. Luke Kennard's going to be playing. Luke Kennard's fine. Uh, but, yeah, Kawhi Leonard's going to be out. And then in other news for Phoenix, who's not even worried about playing, that they're waiting on Jazz and, and the Clippers, Chris Paul has been entered in the COVID protocol, and now he's going to be out indefinitely. Like, wasn't enough of the shoulder injury, you know what I'm saying? Now this, you know what I mean? Like, this guy's got the worst postseason luck I've ever seen. Like, he goes through the whole season. Nobody gets no COVID or nothing. And all of a sudden, he's got COVID. Sickening, man. Sickening. Totally sickening. So I've been hoping that something can be done in this time span until the series is over. Hopefully he can be ready game one because they need him. You know what I'm saying? 37 points in a closeout game and what he's been able to do whenever he was healthy is they blew through the Nuggets. So if he would have just been healthy and all that playing against the Lakers, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Especially with Anthony Davis being the way he was. And LeBron James' ankle, I mean, I don't care what nobody say, he wasn't all the way 100% either. But, you know, everybody keep on pointing to the injuries and saying, like, oh, the NBA's fall. They turned the season around too fast and stuff like that. Man, James Harden and Kev, uh, Chris Paul was hurt in the Western Conference Finals. Kevin Durant was hurt. Um, Iguodala was hurt. Steph was hurt. Clay was hurt. Kawhi was hurt in the finals against – in the Western Conference Finals and the finals against the Warriors. Um, Steph was hurt in the finals against LeBron when they won – when they came back from 3-1. LeBron was 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 a little banged up in that series. Kyrie was banged up in that series. Kevin Love was banged up in that series. So I really don't want to hear all this injury talking. What just that injuries happen? They're going to happen. They're going to be a part of it. You can sit there and do everything perfect. You can give the teams a rest. You can sit there and do load management and everything. Somebody can turn an ankle. Somebody can can fall on their elbow. Somebody can it, – it, it's basketball, baby. Especially when it gets to the playoffs, anything can happen. And injuries has been that. Isaiah Thomas sprained his ankle and went out there and played on it. You know what I'm saying? Like Kobe Bryant had tape on his fingers. He was, you know, injuries is a part of this. Allen Iverson, every right side of his body was hurt in that finals run. Remember, they showed a chart of all his injuries that he had. Ribs, wrist, forearm. Elbow, hip. I mean, this is this is the game you play. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 the name of the game. Is that you play? You you get banged up and then you you know you keep playing. If you can't, then you go sit down. But now you got the old guys in there saying like, "Damn, man, people went through and all the stuff." You mean to tell me Kawhi can't play? But we go out there and turn ACL, then what? If he's out there a shell of himself, then what? He's not the facilitator like a James Harden. Who could just take it easy and you and use the maestro mind to try to navigate and play a game? 
Those are the things. So, Chris Paul, for him, he's just going to have to just, like I said, quarantine and hope for the best. I mean, that just, that just sucks. You know what I'm saying? There's not no injury or nothing like that. It's COVID. So, even if that is fact, you, you going to not, are you going to not come back fully yourself? You know what I'm saying? That has been taking a toll on people coming back from that. I mean, this sucks. It sucks. It sucks bad. Sucks really bad. I hope something can be done. If anything, I hope they can postpone the Western Conference Finals. But you know, they consider they they consider this is an injury. You can't do that. This is an injury. Which, like I said, it's not fair. But we're gonna see what happens. I think Utah needs to get Donovan Mitchell. Look, his ankle. You know what I'm saying? It's is a part of the game. Mike Conley's laboring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, these these guys are not robots. They're not NBA 2K avatars. These are real human beings, man. And they go through shit to go out there to entertain us and to fight and compete to show comp- comp- competitive nature to, to win something, a prize, the most coveted prize in NBA. The national, the NBA championship, the 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 old Larry O'Brien Trophy. That's the goal. Not no MVPs, not no individual awards. Teams that go through hell or high water, they do low management and everything to try to get the edge to win the championship. That's what they do it for. I hope y'all keep listening, keep listening. I'm gonna keep keep posting, keep posting. Um, setting up some interviews. Um, I got a confirmation, so y'all sit tight. Um, I'm gonna be interviewing 30 Up. Y'all know the Charleston rapper, um, Blackheart. You know, uh, one of my favorite tapes I've listened to. One of my favorite songs I've ever listened to, featuring Notorious Gooch. So. Going to be uh, talking about him and his new tape he dropped out, Can't Heal. So we, you know, it's 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 more than just sports. Sports entertainment. We're going to be interviewing him. We're going to talk a little bit of sports. We're going to talk some entertainment. We're going to talk local West Virginia rap. We're going to talk about his journey and what he, you know, saying wants to get out of this, out of this, out of this rap business, and you know, saying and, and fun to talk about, you know, saying what. He has in store and things of that nature. Things is picking up in this area for hip hop, and I'm loving it. You know, what I'm saying, big shout out to uh, Casimir, what he's doing with uh, uh, through the mountains, heard through the mountains. You know, that's that's a good thing. He's getting some um, getting some good, I would say, hip hop insight through that, and 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 things he's doing giveaways and prizes and stuff like that. So, like I said, there's a lot of things I'm seeing out here from West Virginia in the Charleston area for guys. And ladies, you know, Alicia Lee doing her thing with the photography. You know, Woody Woods is, is doing his thing, always doing his things, and always inspir- inspiring these youth, you know what I'm saying, inspiring me, you know what I'm saying, to keep doing what you want to do with this, uh, I would say, with this entertainment realm instead of that old nine-to-five work to try to make something out of it because, you know, I want to make something out of this podcast just like the local rapper want to make something out of their career just like the DJ want to make something out of their career and things of that nature. So, and I'm going to be trying to connect more uh, 
with the people around um, Charleston and and, uh, and things of that nature. Like I said, I've had guests on before from Martinsburg, from Vino Bands, uh, Scotty White from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. If y'all go back and listen to my old episodes, I'm never short of having uh, a guest on to talk to or to debate or interview. I've had my own brother, Notorious Gooch, you know what I'm saying? Congratulations to him. A million streams um, through uh, a lot of these music apps and these way these rappers are, you know, being able to 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 to, uh, to get that notoriety, notoriety to be able to put their music out in these uh, streaming apps to get to be heard. So congratulations to him. Um, you know, you got guys like Doobie DC. You know, he he's always dropping music. Um, you know, saying big ups to him and his million streams. So, I mean, you got guys out there really working hard, you know, saying TC, you know, Big TC, man, one of my favorite uh, Charleston rappers, uh, uh, Rob, um, um, uh, big, big, big shout out to him. Um, uh, anybody else I could probably say is uh, uh, hard working is uh, Tay Easy. You know, saying big time uh, a hard worker as far as making uh, music and being producing beats and stuff like that. He's doing big things as well. So, like I said, there's a lot of people that I, you know, saying want to, you know, saying give big ups to that is working hard and trying to do something. Like I said, other than the good old regular nine to five. So that's gonna be my show. Like I said, hopefully, um, like I said, Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard they get their minds right. You know what I'm saying? There's two different types of things. And the injury and COVID is just crazy. The Western Conference now is looking crazy. The Eastern Conference is looking crazy with Kyrie and James Harden being hurt. But you got Kevin Durant in the Kevin Durant game. 49.17 rebounds, 10 assists. It shut everything down. Greek had 34-12. Ain't do, ain't mean shit. 20-point lead, ain't mean shit. Brooklyn Nets, that was a atmosphere in that place last night. And I'm hoping that, you know, the game's you know, that's, that's going to be coming um, tonight. It's going to bring that, you know, uh, Atlanta and Philly, they had a big, they had a big game. Trey Young, like I said, we talked about that. He did his thing, the floaters, the, 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 the big, you know, said big shots and stuff like that. It's going toe to toe with Philly because Ben Simmons, you know, like I said, in the end of games, he's not that effective. So, I mean, you know, people want to be like, oh, he's a superstar. He's this and stuff like that. There's areas in the game where superstars are always effective. And he's just not effective in a lot of parts of the game, especially at the end. So we're going to talk again tomorrow. Y'all take it easy. And this has been Sauce Talk. Y'all be good.